All right. As I said, uh, folks, we're uh, kind of in the middle of the uh, campaign season now for the 7th of uh, November, which is only happening in just a few more weeks. And of course, as you know, we've been talking with a number of people uh, running for both uh, school committee and city council. And with us right now, I've known this gentleman for a while and a great family man. Then he's uh, representing Ward 6 on the school committee, and that is uh, Scott Domenici. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Dom. Happy to be here. Nice to have you here once again. And uh, uh, you actually, uh, I know that uh, you're a busy guy. We know that you're a very busy guy you're representing the city of Attleboro, Ward 6 on the school committee now. And uh, well, first of all, uh, I know that you were on the program before. I know that you were with uh, Paul and Dave before uh, in the past. So, so now it's my turn, I guess. So. Yeah, this is, I think, the first time I've, I've had some one-on-one -on -one time with you, Dom, that's, you know, on air. I mean, we've certainly seen each other around town. But, yeah, yeah and uh, Tom Rafferty covered for Paul. Right, right. So I was on with Tom, and then I was on Dave Kane's show a few mm -hmm. weeks ago. So, yeah, this is, uh, WRA has been very good to me. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, in the past, I know that uh, every once in a while I'll see you on social media requesting a song or two, uh, and I say, oh, my God, he played the song. For oh, my God, yeah, that's exactly what I tried to do. You know, I'm, I work from home a couple of days a week, mm -hmm. and so when I have the opportunity, I, I do put on local radio. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, I've always liked your show, Dom. Well, so thanks. I like that you uh, you pay attention to when people are putting in the song requests, mm -hmm. and uh, I always appreciate hearing it. I'm usually requesting songs that remind me of my father, so right. I always appreciate that you're uh, willing to do that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, so... Um, if some of the, the listeners have no idea who Scott Domenici is, uh, tell us a little bit about you and uh, and how long right now that you have actually sat on the school committee. Uh, so this is, I'm finishing up my third term. Uh -huh. I was actually elected in uh, the same night that the high school project went through. Oh, yeah. yeah. So a special election in 2018. So I've, um, I'm originally from Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Uh -huh. uh, my wife and I, we moved here in 2004. And started our family here. So uh, been in Attleboro for 19 years. Uh, we love it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I started my first involvement actually was um, all about the high school project. Uh, I got on the high school building committee. I actually got on the municipal building committee yeah. in order to be on mm -hmm. the school building committee for the high school project. And so I've been on that for seven, over seven years now, like from the very beginning of the idea of a new high school. So I'm really proud of that. And from there, I had the opportunity. So Mike Tyler was the previous Ward 6 right, right. school committee rep, and he did a great job. Uh -huh. um, he He's a great advocate for kids. But he got offered the superintendent position for the DPW, and yeah. you can't work for the city and be elected by the city. So Mike had to give up the seat. And um, yeah, I've, I've tried to do him proud by, uh, by taking the reins from there. So yeah, I'm finishing up six years on school committee hoping for another two yeah i mean it's it's amazing how you know you're you're a busy guy you're always here and there i know you just mentioned a couple of minutes ago that you work from home a couple of days a week and uh here and over there and uh, uh for some other people who may not uh you know are not familiar with uh, with you uh, tell a little bit about, about your family. I know, uh, I know that, uh, you know, you've got uh, three kids in the schools. I do. I do. So my, my wife, Megan, is the glue. We've been together almost 21 years. In fact, today's the 12th. Yeah. So 21 years ago today, I met my wife. Oh, nice. Right? Very today. Nice. Yeah. So, you know. On Columbus Day, exactly. Uh, well, it was, <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I was doing a show at Attleboro Community Theater. Okay. Uh, a, a friend of ours in common was trying to get the two of us together. I said, well, why don't you come see me in this show? So she, the first time she ever saw me was on stage, you know. So then, you know, the 21 years later, I guess, uh, I guess that performance uh, guess so. was was pretty well, because yeah. uh, <laughs> we're still together. And and I, we have three children. My my daughter Scarlett is 16. She's a junior at the high school. She's in the marching band. She's part of their leadership. Mm -hmm. um, she's a she's. I'm just so proud of her. She just she's smart. She's thoughtful. Um, and my two boys, uh, whom I love dearly, Adam is 14. He's a freshman at the high school. And uh, I think it's been, you know, a little over a month now. He's finally gotten himself a little acclimated. Yeah. I, I've said it before. He's not the biggest change agent. And going from Coelho Middle School to Attleboro High, especially this high school, is such a huge change. Yeah. But he's um, he's a great kid. He's smart. Um, he is all of 14. So, mm -hmm. well, I mean, I, I know exactly that because I was him right, at that yeah. age. <laughs> um, but, I, but I love his wit. I love his thought. And then Colin, <laughs> Colin's going to be 11 in another week. He's starting fifth grade at Coelho. I, I think he's already taking over the school. So they yeah. all have <laughs> unique personalities. 
Um, he's just a happy-go-lucky kid. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I can talk about my family all day, Dom. Yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of them. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, they're involved in different things, so we're we're constantly moving around. But like, like you mentioned, like. There's a lot to get involved with in this community. It's, uh-huh. it's real easy to do, you know? So, like, I'm a member of the Elks, right? And right. so, you know, the Elks are strong on veterans and strong on children. And those are two organizations, two groups of people that uh-huh. mean a whole lot to me. I do right. a lot of work with our veterans. Right. I support our public service officers, you know? So, like, there's a lot of events in the city. And, and as a representative of the school community, I think it's important to be as present as possible. So I try to attend as many things as I can, not just for the schools, but as a representative of the city, because the school is the biggest part of the budget. Yeah. And this city dug in deep to put a new high school there. Right. And I'm personally grateful for, for everybody for that. And so I think that we owe it, folks in my position, owe it to, to be as present as possible for our for our community. So you that's know, what I try to do. And, uh, you know, watching some of the, the, the committee meetings on Monday nights and some of the repeats that they do every once in a while, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're in people's homes all the time when some people can watch it live at the school, which, I mean, just talk about that. I mean, there you go, a brand new studio right there. I mean, it's state of the art. I mean, everything is like, whoa, is this Hollywood? And it's, and it's, it's Attleboro. It's the, the, the production facilities they have at the high school. Well, you know, the high school has the radio and broadcast facility yeah. and you know it's it is state-of-the-art everything in that building is state-of-the-art and yeah. we're, we're really proud of that it gives kids in my opinion an advantage here in Attleboro if you're part of any of these CTE programs you you are working with some you know brand new stuff state-of-the-art uh-huh. that really helps get the best educational outcomes that that we can help for for our kids and double ACS is a great partner uh-huh. you know they it's we are fortunate to have local cable that's willing to to go to the mat for us, for the council, for anywhere in the community. Those guys are everywhere. Okay. You know, James Jones and and Dave and and Austin and and James Friedman. They they are everywhere. I don't know how they sleep because they're covering everything. Okay. But I'm very appreciative of that. And yeah, people watch live. Um, people watch online either through YouTube or or social media. But. Um, yeah, no. I mean, at the end of the day, we still have, you know, and you know, we have business to do. We uh-huh. we have to we have to get the job done. But yeah, it's you know, I, I will say I, I do miss the homeliness of the or maybe that's not the best word, but like the coziness, the yeah. the home style feeling of the old Franzito conference room. We haven't really yeah. broken in our new conference room yet. And I and I've said it to the the school administration a few different times. We need we need the artwork from the students oh, in there to yeah. kind of really make it more of that uh, that feel that we had in the old the old building. So hopefully soon we we start getting some of that artwork in. Uh, Before in place. you became a, a school committee member, did you get um, you know you probably uh, uh, wanted to you wanted to look at that at some point? You know, you Megan and the kids were kind of looking like, all right, uh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So kind of what 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 made you uh, get that that idea? Like you know. I'm gonna run this. I'm gonna I'm gonna run for school committee. Like you know, you know, you and your family talking about this all the time back then, and now, and now you're gonna try it again. And and they're still <laughs> pushing you to do this because you have been doing a great job on the committee. Well, thank you for that. Um, you know, and I, I've mentioned this before, but since it's a it's a different time of the morning, right? Yeah. It's, you know, and uh, it's a different audience. I'll, I'll say it. So, you know. I, we moved here in 2004. I work in Boston. Yeah. A lot of our families in Rhode Island. Attleboro is a good middle point. Right. Um, we were living in South Attleboro for nine years. You know, a great neighborhood. And then we moved across. I'm, I'm over near the Elks now and mm-hmm. near Willow Tree here in Ward 6. Um, you know, but you go to work and you come home and you have your life. And a lot of times that's what you do. And it's what a lot of people do. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's you know, you're trying to get through every day. Sure. But then we had an issue back in 2016 with, with budgeting. We had an issue that was going to cost teachers positions. And there was a lot of uproar and a lot of just clashing and a lot of, you know, not working together but fighting. And, and you know, I didn't want to be a part of that. Yeah. But So my buddy, John Hanrahan, Aww. he said to me, he's like, Scott, you know, it's time to get off the mat. I mean, I had done some soccer coaching sure. and I had been present at, like, you know, school events for my kids. But it's like, he said, it's time to get involved, Scott. You know, you, you need, we need you. You need to get in here. And so I started to get involved in that respect. And then that's how I got on the high school project, right? So I wanted to see that new high school come through. That was a huge priority for me. When the position opened up 
from from Mike Tyler. I, it, to me, it just seemed like the next evolutionary step. Uh-huh. I've got, whether I had kids or not, education's important to me. Sure. But I do have stake. I have personal stake. I had three children that were coming through the Attleboro Public Schools. And, and in fact, Colin hadn't started yet. But right. I, I said, okay, this is the next progression. Because you start thinking about these things. I've, I've had people ask me about running for different office. But it's like, for me, I look at my North Star, right? The guiding principles. What am I looking for? I wanted to help fight and get more funding from the state in our school budget here in Attleboro. Attleboro is a working class community, right? And the people are doing everything they can. We 86, 87% of our tax base is residential. That is a huge burden on a homeowner. And you know, you're a homeowner. So am I. Um, That's a huge burden, right? Um, So the state hadn't changed their funding formula in almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. So Jim Hawkins, when he first got on, that was the first thing he said he would start to do, and he started to do it. So I worked with Jim. We went up to Beacon Hill. We made the case for Attleboro. The Student Opportunity Act eventually passed. We are getting more funding for the state. I'm going to continue fighting for it, but that was that was a big thing. One, I want I want to get more state funding. The city is doing what it can. The state needs to help us out. We have, you know, we don't want to have a situation where we don't have the supports in place to support our kids, right? And that's a never-ending battle. I'm always going to fight for more state funding because I think if Massachusetts prides itself on being number one in education, then show it and give communities like Attleboro, who truly are, uh, you know, I know we got new houses being built, but we're a working-class community, Uh right? Attleboro needs that funding because we put out a good product. Just imagine if we were funding our kids at the average funding per student in the state. We're in the bottom 10%. So that was one big thing for me. The high school was another. And then having an opportunity to shape the way we educate our kids. Like I graduated from high school in 1988. Uh It was a lot of teachers at the front of the room lecturing to students. There wasn't a lot of interaction. There wasn't a lot of critical thinking. I mean, yes, you have teachers that challenged you and and challenged you to think about things. And and I don't want to say that, but like project-based learning, hands-on, really driving your education. And I wanted to see that shift happen in Attleboro. And I thought I could help be, become mm-hmm. a part of that. And I am on the teaching and learning subcommittee and I have been for six years and the state sets our curriculum, but we have some flexibility in the programs we bring in to teach it. And I'm proud of the work that we're doing. I mean, we're coming out of COVID, yeah. you know, education suffered a bit, yeah. social, emotional issues have risen. We're finally starting to make some headway. And I, I still think there's there's a lot to go. So like I had these principles in mind, you know, helping to shape education for for my kids and beyond, getting that new high school, which is going to be a huge advantage for our students, and getting more state funding, which allows us to bring in more teachers right. and more social emotional supports, more adjustment counselors, more paraprofessionals, because we need that. More language, right? right We've yeah. talked about that in our subcommittee meeting about being able to bring languages back into the middle school, right? Financial literacy is another thing that I've talked about. I, I had a great conversation with a constituent over, you know, getting financial literacy in our in our schools as a program. We, we have classes at the high school, but let's bring it down to the middle school and the elementary school. Get kids thinking about this. Like, these are the things that, that, that the school community parents are always saying, you know, real life skills, right? We got a ton of it at the high school, sure. but, you know, let's not wait till the high school to start that process. So these are the guiding principles. It's what keeps me going. And I'm proud that my family continues to support me for it because it's a big effort. It's a lot of time away from them. Uh-huh. It's a it's a sacrifice on our part. But every time I, you know, it comes around to election season, Dom, I ask my family first, is this something that we can do? Do you yeah. still want me to do it? And it's a resounding yes. So I hope I continue to do them proud as well as the residents. Yeah, and you and you you know you've got them uh, you know you've got uh, Megan and the kids doing you know all this every single year for you doing this you know all the time. And uh, one thing that you had mentioned uh, you know so proud of your wife and your three kids. Uh, one thing that I, I got to ask you is this: uh, when Adam first started school. What was his reaction when he walked into the studio? Now, of course, you guys went into the, uh, just like we did at the first time, you know, you have the big grand opening, you go in, you know, to the, the, the revealing, oh my God, look at this. I mean, what was Adam's reaction to this? Like, uh-oh, what is, I mean, it, it must have floored him just to see the size, and especially the classroom, and plus uh, the huge staircase at the uh, inside where you can sit and have your, your lunch or what have you. I mean, you've got, you've got, st- you said state-of-the-art things at this new high school, including one of my favorite things is the bistro. 
I love the bistro. Oh, I love the bistro. They're open typically on Thursdays and yeah. Fridays. It's a great deal. White glove service. And and you know, just as a side note, right? One of the part of the design of the high school was to bring some of these CTE programs that the that the public can benefit from to the front and center. Yeah. The bistro was kind of hidden in the yeah. old school. It's right out front. There's a there's a separate entrance for for the public to come into the bistro. Um, we have Bristol County Savings Bank in there. Yep. Um, there's graphic design. And then ultimately, it's there, but it's not ready yet for the public. We need an, another year of training. But the uh, cosmetology is going to be a game changer. Yeah. The automotive is around the back. It's huge. You know, people can bring vehicles in. Um, you know, our carpentry, our welding, you know, they, they do projects around the city. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, it's educational, but at the same time, the public has that advantage. Now, getting back to the question of Adam, I, I love my son. Yeah. He is, um, you know, it's funny. When he first started preschool, the, the very first day, his preschool teacher said to us, his favorite word is no. So, like, Adam is, you know, not easily swayed on an idea. He has to think it through. So change has always been an adjustment for him. And, and, and I'll tell you, like, you go from elementary to middle school. That's a big adjustment, yeah. right? But, I mean, we, my kids went to Thatcher. Thatcher used to be a middle school, at least from a building standpoint. Thatcher to Coelho isn't isn't so bad. Right. And then you get four years in at Coelho. Now, he had a year interrupted. We were remote for a year. Uh -huh. We chose that option for our family. Um, he did finish his seventh and eighth grade years at Coelho. But now you're going to the high school. And it isn't the first time he's seen it because being on committee and having the open house is like he's had the opportunity to come in and see the building. But sure. now it's it's not me visiting this building. It's I'm coming here every day. Right. Mm -hmm. So our freshmen you know, eighth grade, go into freshman year, that's a huge, that's a huge leap, right? You know, middle school is, is critically important for us. It's when we know we're going to have these kids, whether we know they're going to be successful at the high school. It's really important that foundation needs to start at the middle school. So, yeah, it's a big adjustment. It's a big adjustment for him. It was a big adjustment for a lot of kids. But one of the things he said to me, he's not one to be the center of attention, right? So I guess they leave that to me, right? Yeah. you know, to be out public and, and be out front of things. Uh, but I said to him, I'm like, the high school, Adam, I'm like, first off, the way they do it with the house model, it does cut down the size a bit. It gets people, you're in a house from freshman year to senior year. So you start to become familiar with your surroundings. And you also, as you start off as a, as a, you know, a freshman or a sophomore, you become an upperclassman and you get to, you know, pay it forward and help those younger kids transition. I right. think it's a great model. But I also said to him, it's a big school. We have over 1,900 students there right now you have an opportunity to find yourself without being the center of attention. Sure. And he's done that. He's mm -hmm. finding his way. You know, it's early on. Um, the freshmen all, most freshmen go through what we call CTE exploratory. Right. So you get a week or two, depending upon the, the, the uh, topic. We have 19 CTE programs. So we spend two-thirds of the freshman year putting our freshmen to get a little taste of each one of them. And I'll tell you, it's paying off because our sophomores last year, but over 90% of them, chose a CTE program for their sophomores uh -huh. for, yeah. you know, when they were freshmen last year. So you have an opportunity. It's an overwhelming school when you look at it, but eventually, like, like anything else, you go there to learn, you have your routine, you get used to it. And that's, that's where he is, and I hope that's where all our students are. Yeah. But it is quite the... It is quite. It is quite something it to go is. to that school, and, that, and then also now they're still they're still putting things up. If you look at the school to the left hand side, all the way back, this is work. They're still every single day still adding things. Uh, yeah, as I said, on a day to day basis. Yeah, the project's not finished yet, right? right? So, um, you know, we're putting the final touches on some paving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, by next month, uh, we were putting you know new fields, new right. baseball fields, softball fields, tennis courts, basketball courts. I think the tennis and basketball courts. If they haven't been fully painted yet, yeah. then it's coming very soon. Mm -hmm. um, and there are still some things inside the building, you know, finishing off the last of the punch list items. Yeah. That um, I mean, it's a big project, you sure. know, $260 million project. And, yeah, we're winding it down. But the project itself doesn't fully end until sometime at the end of the school year into the summer when mm -hmm. everything is at that point kind of put aside. So, yeah, there's slowly but surely it's a big project um we were thankfully able to get the uh, bushy street parking open for the start of this school year which right. is a huge help because last year some of the parking for for our driving students was a challenge you know some of them ended up coming late to school because they're trying to find a place to park well yeah, we've so. helped alleviate that now and now there's designated parking spots so that's great but yeah when it's all done dom the the, the campus is going to be just amazing oh. it's something that everybody should be really proud of and you know 
and it is open to the public to see. So that's the other thing. You know, Superintendent Sawyer has always made it clear that these these school buildings belong to the city of Attleboro, you know, so wherever we can be helpful. We have theater groups that use uh -huh, our schools. Right. The Triborough is in Thatcher, and uh, a friend of mine has a has a theater, Roundabout Productions, that takes place at Coelho Middle oh, School. Right, yeah. So, you know, this, the schools have been pretty pretty open, but yeah, that high school is something. And not only that, we, we did the Western Fields over by Brennan. We were able, yeah. as a result of some savings on the project, redo that whole space. So it really does connect the middle school, Brennan, to the high school and Studley Elementary's right around the corner. So it's got, and then with Rathburn Woolard being fully connected now, yeah. it really does bring kind of a campus feel to, to the city. It's, I would challenge that, you know, we, we have the finest high school in the Commonwealth. Yeah, you I know, agree. it would be a hard, it would, you know, we'd be in the debate for that. That's yeah. for certain. We, we would definitely be in the topic of discussion. Yeah, I got to agree with you because now and then even with the, the new rotary with the big A right there, I mean, like, a, like wow, I mean, it's just amazing now. You, you go by there and you're just like, you're in awe of this, you know. And every day when they were first starting to put things up, I would go by there, you know, and just like, just look at it in awe, like, and taking a few pictures on my phone, like, and now we've got now we've got everything in it. I know that um, uh, well before uh, we they started talking about putting this together, I had uh, uh, Steve Withers and Rob Geddes here in the studio with me talking about that vote. And thank God, you know, after after it was done, uh, we had the, the builder here uh, and uh, with Jack Jacoby. And all of a sudden, you know, they said because I had them in there like three or four times during that time, and every once in a while they said we're just watching it develop into this great huge building and now you look at it and it's been open over a year now and it's like whoa i mean it, you said it correctly i think attleboro school systems are far great schools anyways but attleboro has got some of the greatest teachers that's the other thing is we talked about this a couple of a couple of days ago you always thank some of these people uh who have served our country in the military Sometimes you forget about our administrators, our teachers. You got to thank these people because these these men and women see the kids most of the time more than parents and guardians do. They are God, basically. They are uh, whoever you know, wherever you want to put them. They're up on a high level uh, because these men and women should be uh, congratulated and thanked every day. Well, we we. So first off, I couldn't agree more, and, and I certainly spend a lot of time thanking our educators yeah. for the work that they do. I see it firsthand. I'm in the schools a lot. Um, I volunteer to go in a lot of times, so I can see, you know, the good work that's being done. Attleboro is in the bottom 10% in funding per student, right? Our budget is big, right? Yeah. When you look at it, we got almost a $100 million budget. It's about 56, 57% of this whole city budget. And when people look at that number, it's like, well, you don't need any money. It's a lot of money. Well, we have over 6,200 students, and we have close to 1,000 staff when you count teachers and, and administration and custodial and all the other folks that are, that are helping to, to run the schools, right? But yet, when you start looking at our averages in terms of rankings at the middle school highs, like we're we're like somewhere in the middle of the Commonwealth, mm -hmm. so we're near the bottom in funding, but we've been trending up in terms of what we put out, what the output is, our student outcomes. How can you not look at that and say it's not the result of of the teachers, you know, the educators that are putting in this work, right? Class sizes are larger than we would like. Sure. That's part of the reason we want more budget, so that we can get more educators in, and we can we can reduce class sizes a bit, and we can provide more offerings, right? But we do as much as we can. You know, that budget, by the way, um, Mark Furtado is our budget director, right. and he comes. You know, we have budget meetings every month. And Mark comes in and gives the state of the state, right? And at the end of the year, right, we're usually like landing on that runway as far to the end as we can in terms of the money we have and what we need to spend. And we spent 99.6 cents out of every dollar we were given last year. I mean, on a budget that large, we had very little wiggle room, right? And the good work that comes out, we've got kids going to all different schools, coming out into the trades, uh, you know, uh, you know, we can't be as successful as we are without having amazing educators. Yeah. And that does get yeah. lost sometimes. Okay. And through COVID, it's been a real challenge because the first few months of COVID, teachers were put on the highest of pedestals sure. because yeah. everybody was home and it was hard. <clears throat> Everybody's lives were disrupted. Mm -hmm. 
teachers' lives were disrupted. Trying to figure out how to educate kids online when you've been, you know, planning your lesson plan the whole year to be in person with them is, you know, you had to change on the fly. And then, but then by the following start of the next year, there were folks that were not, you know, saying teachers didn't want to be in the building. They didn't want to be with their kids. And that couldn't have been further from the truth. Folks were concerned. The pandemic was a real thing. A lot of folks got sick. A lot of folks died. So trying to figure out how to continue to educate our kids at a time during a, a global pandemic was, I don't know that any, any school committee member, any educator, any administrator, you know, like nobody was, like, I don't know how you prepare for that, right? Yeah. But we did the best we could, right? And now we're, we're on the other side of things. We had a good school year last year. We had a great opening so far this year. Um, we're getting back to what we knew. It's never going to be what it was pre-COVID, but right, yeah. at the same time, like, we're getting back to that. And, like, the, you know, teachers love their students, you know. We, our teachers get active shooter training, right? We yeah. ask our teachers sure to protect do. our kids in a lot of different ways, not just educate, but public safety as well. It, it goes beyond what we really should be doing, but this is the world we live in now. So, like, we have to try and be as prepared as possible. So, you know, I'm the chair of the Infrastructure and Facilities Subcommittee. Right. I'm always working with our facilities director, our, our budget director, to make sure that, like, our buildings are structurally sound and they're safe. So these are, these are parts of it. But, like, our educators, getting back to your original comment, yeah, yeah they, they do amazing work. And, you know, I'm glad that we have the educators that we do. It's, um, it's a hard living, you know. They're not making the biggest salaries. Mm-hmm. They're in right. public service. They do it because they love to educate and they love the kids. Yeah, and so, you, you are also a former member on the budget <clears throat> subcommittee, so you kind of knew, you know exactly where, uh, you know, what money has to come in and what money is being done. The other thing you just, I just wanted to follow up on what you just mentioned about the, uh, uh, you know, the, the safety. Uh, every day you drive by, uh, you have uh, you have an Alabama police uh, vehicle or, and, and offices in that school just to make sure that everyone is safe. And I like the idea of when they started first putting things together, uh, you know, what happens if a crazed maniac drives up to the school and wants to get in there? Well, it's going to make it a little different, difficult right now because of the way the, the, the front of the school looks. You know, a car is going to get rammed and by the cement blocking over there plus you're you're you've got you've got this the, the doors that's, that are secured every single minute yeah we're talking about the new high school you know we certainly had chief hegney and chief lachance yeah involved in the public safety aspects of things to make sure that we were thinking of everything we could think of so yeah the design is thoughtful in that respect you know aesthetically you want a nice looking ground a nice looking campus but yeah it also has to function, you know. People have to be able to pick up their kids, drop off their kids. Uh-huh. The buses need to come through. Sure. But yeah, safety is important. I mean, the old high school had over fifty different ways you could get in the building, yeah. and that is not the case now. And you know, there's you know, you you have your cards to get in, and you're only allowed to go into certain areas. Even as a school committee member, I can go into the central office, but like I can't go into other areas of the school with uh-huh. my, my access without being accompanied by somebody. Sure. And that's the way it should be. Uh-huh. And you know, I want to see you know the same thing with with you know we got three middle schools and five elementary schools. You know, we have to have proper protocols in place, and you know, it's it's stuff we think about. You n- you never want to. It's not the thing I think about the most. I don't wake up every day worrying that, you know, there's going to be an event. I, I worry more about how we're going to best educate our kids. But it's always, it's always in mind. You have, to, you have to be thinking about these mm-hmm. things. And if there's ways that we can improve that process, um, doing a risk assessment of our buildings to make sure that we are where we need to be, updating, you know, um, updating like, you know, I don't know, cameras or door access or things like that, then then we should. We we owe it to our community to make sure that our buildings are safe and in a in a good place for learning. So yeah, it's you know, it's it's unfortunate that we have to think about things like that. Yeah. But with that new high school, we took all that into consideration. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah, we have you mentioned the Attleboro Police. We have a great partnership with our with our police department. You know, uh, a lot of the guys are at the football games doing details. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they're in the schools. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, for a while, I mean, maybe there's communities and maybe there's places in this country where that's really not the case. We have a student resource officer, very supportive, very helpful. Um, you know, our police chief and, and our entire, you know, police department 
uh, have been amazing. I mean, things like we did a few drive through graduation things like the seniors, you know, the senior, like getting a car parade through town, going to all the old middle school and high school, waving at their old teachers. Uh -huh. And the police have supported that. You know, they're at, like I said, they're at, they do details at our football games. They're in our schools. You high five a police officer, that kind of thing. They'll come in and read, you know, or, or just be around the students, you know. Um, and I mean, that's, I think that's important because, you know, sometimes there can be narratives that are, you know, law enforcement aren't, you know, you know, are a certain way versus others. We have an amazing relationship. I couldn't imagine not having that kind of partnership that we have here. I'm really grateful for that. Chief, Chief Hegney does a great job here, and um, they are an amazing partner for our school community. They are. They really are. You know, you talk about um, <clears throat> going, uh, you know, as your busy schedule. Uh, you're always here and always there, you know, going to the meetings all the time. And, uh, but you've also been uh, putting a lot of uh, uh, yard signs out there. I mean, that, that is amazing. You know, I was talking to some of the other candidates. Hey, it's kind of nice when you're driving by people's homes and you see your name there. But that's the other thing i got to ask is this. You've been going, you know, with your schedule, you've still had time to go to your voters out there, your constituents of Ward 6. Uh, what are some of the, the what are some of Ward Six uh, people asking you if you know if if uh, if well elected again if reelected again uh, next month what are they asking you to to look into or can you because you want to continue doing the stuff that you've already been doing for the last few years well thank you for that question by the way and and you know first off yeah it's yeah there's a, you know I've got a, I've got a bunch of signs out which is I'm really, really grateful for that kind of support that people are willing to openly show their support for you by, by putting, you know, some lawn furniture out. Uh -huh. um, that means a lot to me. I never take that for granted, but it's a lot of work, you know, and it's not just the, 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 the houses with the signs on the, on the, on the yard. Like I'm hitting, I've been nonstop for months going to the doors of our residents. I think it's important to put that work in. Yeah, I work full time. I have three kids. We they have schedules. My wife and I try to cover our time for each other, but we understood the sacrifices you make, the commitment you have to make for this job. If you want to do it right, you have to be present. You have to be out there. You have to go to your voters. And I've I've been working really hard at that. Any chance I can, I'm out there. It's the best that I can offer. Mm -hmm. Right? When I go to the doors, yeah. I mean, okay. Folks ask about the books, okay? Like it's hard to, to sit here and not have that conversation because sure. it's become such a, a, a topic, right? We have a small group of, of residents, some parents of Attleboro Public School students, some not, that are, you know, trying to get books removed or restricted. Yeah. I mean, the language has changed a little bit, sure. but yeah. it's, it's censorship in, in one way, shape, or form. Um, and, and people don't have an appetite for that when I'm at the door. That's one of the big things they're at. Yeah, like you're not going to try and remove books. Absolutely not. I think we have good policies in place. We have professionals in every school library. They go to school for this. Master's degrees in library science, right? And we have policies in place. And, and, and we have, you know, parents have rights. Despite all this, parents have rights. If you really feel that strongly that you don't want your child to check a certain library book out, write to that school. They'll honor your request. Yeah. They have for years. They'll, they'll continue to do it. And we can, you can go online as a parent. You can go online. You can see any book that's available in the library. More importantly, you can see any book that your child has checked out. So you have, you have full transparency into any books that your child has checked out, right? So yeah, that gets discussed, right? But I have to tell you, most, mo the overwhelming majority of the people I've talked to, you know, they don't have an appetite for that. To me, we talk about the bigger issues of funding, of trying to get more teachers in place, more social emotional supports. The financial literacy thing that I mentioned earlier, sure. that came from a constituent. I, got, I went to their door, his wife was outside, and I started to talk to her, introduce myself, and he comes right out and the first thing he asks is like, well, what was the school budget for the last three years? I'm like, okay, I know, all right, here we go. So I gave him the budget numbers for the last three years, because having been on the budget subcommittee, I, I can do that. Um, the last teacher's contract, you know, where the raise is in line with what the city can afford. I'm like, all right, here we go. I happen to have been on the negotiation team for the last uh -huh. 
Attleboro, so we have a lot of teachers unions, but the primary one, the AEA, I was on that negotiating team. It was a, that's one of the things the school committee has to do. Um, we negotiate contracts along with the school administration. I mean, that's, you know, that we're the only elected officials, um, maybe the mayor, uh, but I mean, the council doesn't have that responsibility, right. but the school committee does, right? So his guy starts talking that, I'm like, okay. And then, you know, he, so he starts asking some really pointed questions. Then we get into financial literacy and how he did a lot of work over in Rhode Island um, making it a graduation requirement to have right, some yeah. level of financial literacy, you know, education. And I like the idea so much so that, you know, we exchanged some emails. I brought some content to our assistant superintendent, Lori Regan. She runs teaching and learning and all curriculum for the, for the district. And we're going to talk about it at one of our, our meetings. We, you know, we're going to dive into it a little bit and we, we do have some offerings, but you know, can we expand it a little bit? So, you know, we get a lot of interesting questions. I mean, there's, you know, Thankfully, there's some recognition. I've been on for six years. There are people that have just been, yeah, I know you, Scott. I voted for you before. I'm going to vote for you again. And I appreciate that as always because I don't take any of that for granted. I, you have to earn it. Sure. So I'm out there trying to earn it. But yeah, sometimes we get talks about the books. Sometimes we get talk, uh, you know, talking about class sizes. Sometimes we have conversations about um, things like financial literacy or why aren't we going to see more of this in the schools and, you know... Whatever anybody wants to talk about, it's funny. When I go to the door, I might say, you know, there's a few things that I want to, you know, introduce myself and who I am and why I'm running. But if a constituent wants to have a conversation, I'm happy to have it. Sure. And interestingly enough, they take advantage of the fact that you're there at all. And sometimes the, the issues they bring up aren't even school related. But you know what? I'm an elected official. So even though it might not be in my lane as a, as a former mayor is was fond of saying people staying in their lanes, I do think we have an obligation to make sure we, we put their issue in the right lane. Mm -hmm. So if somebody comes up to me and has a city issue, you know, if it's in my ward, I've, I can talk to Diana Holmes, who's our city counselor. Right, yeah. We have a great relationship. I can talk to Jay Delisio, who's a really good friend of mine. You know, Jay, sure. we, we're friends of both of ours. Mm -hmm. or, or anybody, like depending upon who's you know, there's a lot of different uh, subcommittees at the council level. If somebody's talking about roads, I can I can put something in front of Mike Tyler. He's always open to hearing from constituents. Um, so, you know, even if it's not necessarily a school-related topic, and sometimes that happens, um, you, you, you do what you can. I'll say, you know what, I'm running for school committee, but let me get this in front of the right person, and let me see, let me make sure that they get back to you. I had a constituent that had a concern about a telephone pole. It was starting to lean into the middle of South Maine. It happened from like a water main break the previous year. Okay. It, the water came downhill and it was starting to have an impact. The pole was actually pulling away from the foundation. And she wasn't getting anywhere with... She called the city and the city was saying it's a national grid issue and they were having trouble with it. So I was like, well, let me try Jim Hawkins, right? Jim might know somebody. Well, you know what? He did. Uh -huh. He talked to somebody at National Grid, and after we got through, it, there was a hurricane that was supposed to blow through here. It really didn't do much. Shortly after that, I get an email from, from the constituent. I don't know if it was you. I don't know if it was Jim, but the trucks are here, and they're fixing the pole. And she was thrilled. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't need the credit for that. I'll right. give Jim all the credit. He, he's the one that made the, the contact with National Grid. I put it in front of Jim. Jim put it in front of, in front of the right people. And sometimes that's what you have to do. Uh -huh. And my colleagues on council or even the mayor's office, like Paul Harrell would be out all the time campaigning and he would shoot me notes if he was in Ward 6 and there was a school issue, he'd bring it to my attention. So like, you know, and I've done that with Kathleen and, and Kathleen would do that with me. Like it's, there's a, I don't know, there's a connection to all yeah, of us. Yeah. We're all elected officials and even if we have certain responsibilities, you you step up where you can. If you can, if you think you could be helpful to somebody, you do that. My primary responsibility is education. That's largely the, the discussions that we have. But you know, people want to sometimes talk about you know their kids and their kids' experience at the schools. You know, and sometimes you know, well, you know, my kid has had a challenge with this particular teacher or this particular issue, and so you try to talk to them about it. Like, have you had the conversation with the teacher? Mm -hmm. Well, not yet. Well, try that, and then try conversation with the principal. And if that doesn't work and you're still not satisfied. Come talk to me again, sure. and then, then you know, let me see what I can do to, to push and have that conversation as well. So I leave it open to what people want to talk about. But, yeah, I mean, people are have been, you know, I've, I've had a really positive mm. experience at the doors. Um, you know, I'm happy for that. I love having the conversations with people. I'm not 
the big, you know, I'm not big on the self-promotion, believe it or not. Like that's the part to mm -hmm. me, like handing somebody like my palm card and talking about me, even doing this here, which I appreciate the opportunity. I, I like talking about the issues yeah, like, and, and I like talking, you know, and hearing their experiences. I had a guy giving me the history of my, you know, our whole neighborhood. We talked about schools for a bit and then he started talking about how he's lived here for 56 years and how everything is transformed. And he lives over near the temple that's being built by the train tracks yeah. and gave me a whole history lesson there. And then he apologized for keeping me. And I'm like, sir, I'm here for you. So I, I, I enjoyed having the conversation. Honestly, it was a nice little break from, you know, the focus of, of going to the doors. Right. I, I love hearing the stories from folks. You know, like if you can make connections with people, I think that's meaningful. And I think hopefully that that's meaningful for me come November. You know, the other thing is, is uh, you talk about all the things that, uh, that you've been doing, you know, especially what you just mentioned about um, uh, putting these, these signs on people's homes, you know, in front of their houses here. Um, one thing that I have seen, uh, and you've, you've done this, you know, since you started doing this, it's not just Ward 6. You have signs all over the place. You have it in uh, all, of the other, all of the other wards. We have six wards here. Uh, I've seen some in Ward 1, 2, 3, all the way up to, you know, up to your ward because people believe in you. They, they want to, you know, even if you're just driving by. These people are driving by. Uh, they could be living in that ward or they could be living in Ward 1 or 2, whatever it is. But it's just the it's the you know it's the it's the believable you know of you being believable and they're listening to you if they're listening to you you talk here and there and but the other thing is you it's nice to have those people because uh, as I said uh, people are, are driving around uh, you know not just uh, people who live in those particular areas they're going to be voting you know and they're going to talk to someone else about hey you know Scott Domenici is is has got signs on my ward in my ward in ward 1 or 2 uh, maybe you know and they'll they'll start talking about this to someone else like oh wait a minute who is Scott Domenici well then all of a sudden you'll go to in fact I've got your Facebook site up right now but they'll get out there and it's nice to see not just Ward 6 signs, but they're all over the city now. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and thank you. Thank you for saying that. I, I really do hope it's, you know, that people have a belief in, in what I'm doing. And, and I, I truly appreciate anybody who's reached out to ask. I try to be as accommodating as I can. Obviously, I'm hitting the doors in Ward 6. Yeah. I'm focused on Ward 6. That's where my voters are. But I have friends all over the city. And so it's really it's really meaningful to me that people would want to to host even if they're not there. And you know, hey, I'm on a main road, mm -hmm. so people in Ward Six don't just stay in Ward Six; they're all over the city. So why not get that recognition where where we can? A reminder, if if necessary. I've had a lot of people say, "I'm seeing your signs everywhere." Hopefully, to me, what that means is that they're aware that I'm working hard. I'm out there hitting as many doors as I can. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of doors. I, I, I've lost count. I just, every day, I, I pick an area to focus on and I, and I go, right? I mean, it's it's not a secret. It's just work. And, and it, look, you know, I have competition. But even in years where I haven't, you put the work in. People want to know that you're putting the work in. You're not just putting your name on a piece of paper and hoping that, yeah, hey, there's nobody running and, and you know, I'm going to get in because at least somebody will vote for me. You do the work. You put the effort in. Now, I've had a couple of my colleagues on committee have kind of teased me at times in, in years where I haven't had an official opponent. I'm like, you still do the work because when you have an opponent, you, you don't want to try and figure out how to do the work at that point. Like, just do the work. Do the work a whole time and everything else should take care of itself. You know, I'm going to the doors. I have my messaging. Yeah, I've been consistent with my messaging for six years about the things I believe in, the things that I'll try and do. The funny, the, the interesting thing, when I have these conversations with people, like, I don't promise a lot. That's a hard thing to do is promise, like, I'm going to solve your problem, uh -huh. right? Anyone saying that I'm just going to solve your problem, especially if they don't know what it is, I don't know how much you can believe of that. But my promise to people is when you reach out to me, you're going to hear from me. Not only that, I'm going to listen to you, right? Those are my two promises. And then I will do what I can to try and get you a resolution. Because sometimes you can't. Sometimes you, you just can't, you know, I had a constituent looking for crosswalks, not even in my ward. It was just right. a conversation we had had one day. Um, lives over near one of the elementary schools and there's a crosswalk. And like a lot of crosswalks here, and I got one right at the end of my street, they get ignored. 
cars just fly through it if they, you know. So wanted to get one of those flashing signs. And I think it was a great idea. It's mm -hmm. right near one of our schools. I think we should have it there. Well, what we were told by the traffic study uh, commission was that, the, you know, you need ADA compliant sidewalks right. on both sides of the road. And, and that particular area of Oak Hill Avenue didn't have it. But what they did was they put larger, brighter signs acknowledging the crosswalks. It's not the best solution, but it's better than what it was. Mm -hmm. So you can't always... You can't always guarantee somebody you can get a resolution. But I think what people have come to know about me is that it's not going to be for lack of effort, right? I'm going to work very hard to try and do what I can for that person. And sometimes, you know, I've even been called to task. You know, COVID was a tough time trying to make votes on, you know, being remote, going hybrid. Um, we tried, we, we spent hours voting on a mask policy that we never ended up using yeah, because right. the state came in with their own. But then when the state decided to lift their restrictions, you know, I voted to lift not only our restrictions, but to get rid of our mask policy because why did we need it? The state should be making these decisions. The st Department of Health should be making these decisions, not, not a bunch of school committee folks who aren't doctors, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, friends of mine who support me weren't always happy with the way I voted, but they respected the manner with which I went about it. I was consistent in how I voted. I didn't flip one way or the other. I stayed true to what I said I would do. Sometimes that works with people. Sometimes it don't. But what really resonates with me is when people say, I didn't like that vote, but I respected the manner with which you went about it. You were professional about it. And they still support. I don't know what more to ask. That's the best I can offer folks. And if that resonates with people, then you know, hopefully that will resonate for me in November with, with uh, another two years on committee. I yeah. love the work. I'm proud to do it. I think I work really hard. Um, I think that I do a pretty good job representing all of our constituency, not just the parents, any voter, and more importantly, you know, as importantly to me, our students. A lot of times student voice gets drowned out in this yeah. topic of conversation. The kids have a lot to say. They have a lot they think about, and we need to listen to them. Right. Parents definitely, you know, parents make the decisions. Right. But it doesn't mean that we should not listen to our kids when they feel strongly about things. And that's really important to me, too. I go into the schools all the time. I went in with Toby Reed's criminal justice <clears throat> class because they wanted to put a student court together. They wanted my opinion on it. They wanted me to challenge them. And so I did. I prepared them for this is what you need to do. If you want this to pass our committee, this is the homework you have to do. And they did it. And they blew away our – Jim Storrs is our policy uh -huh. chair. Blew him away with their presentation. He was so proud of them. We all were. They have a student court now, one of only two in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. The kids are important. Student voice is important. They're on top of the game. The high school kids put on a, uh, you know, a mayoral debate that was the envy right, of, of yeah. everything. These kids have a lot to offer. So I, they're, to me, they're my constituents too. Maybe a lot of them can't vote yet. But I listen to what they have to say, and I think that that's important too. I listen to our parents, our educators, our students, and just the residents of our community, kids, people that no longer have kids in the, in the school system, right. but education is still important to them. It's important to listen. It is. It is, so, it is important, you know, listening into all and listening, you know, intensely to the passion that you do have, uh, you know, is why, you know, one of the things that we, you, you want to get the, these votes out there. We're going to uh, wrap things up in just a couple of moments with uh, Scott Domenici. Uh, he is going to be with us for another couple more minutes. So we're going to take one final break and uh, we'll continue. Stay with us. Okay. Uh, we're uh, back uh, uh, on this uh, program. Uh, Scott Domenici, who is uh, representing Ward 6 on the school committee, would like your vote uh, coming up on November the 7th. And what I've seen in the last couple of minutes, Scott, um, uh, first of all, I want to thank you. And as I said to you off air, I can hear the passion in your voice. What you want to give those those voters, um, why you would like to come back to the city to the school committee for the next couple of years? Well, thank you. Um, yeah, to, to to folks listening in, in Ward Six. I, I mean, and let's let's be fair. Once we're elected, you know, we get we get a lot of questions from anybody. I don't care what ward you're from. When I'm a, I'm a current school committee member, anybody can ask me those questions. So basically, for anybody, I don't know how to do something without doing it all in. You know, I, I give everything I've got to, to whatever I, I, I put myself into. I've worked as hard as I could possibly work over these last six years. We have got more state funding. That was one big thing for me. And I want to get more. 
I'm not satisfied. We need more. We need more help, and the state is where we need to get that help. So I'm going to continue to work with, you know, my state constituent, Rep. Hawkins, Senator Feeney, and anybody else I can I can get in front of to convince in the state legislature that Attleboro needs more funding and support in our education budget. You know, the, the new high school is almost done. We have other buildings that need love and care. Sure. I'm working on that. We've got a lot of a lot of work going on in all the other buildings. I want to continue to provide the best educational outcomes we can for our students. And I want to be present. It's not just about the, uh, the students in the school community. We're representatives. We're ambassadors of the school on behalf of the entire city. So I'm present whether it's, you know, for our veterans, who I do a lot of work with, um, public safety, um, any other walk of life. I know only one way to do this, and that's all out. If you've liked what you've seen, you know where I stand on issues. You know, because I've been consistent for the last six years. If you like that kind of constituency, if you like that, that in, a, in a ward rep, then I ask for your vote again on November 7th. And I promise you this, if elected, I will continue to serve you the best that I can and hopefully continue to make you proud. And last but not least, Scott, um, how can people get in, t- in touch with you? I know some people are still who may who still may want to do donations or a yard sign. Sure. Um, so you know, for 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 those folks that are on social media, and you know, believe it or not, most voters aren't. Yeah. Uh, on my Facebook page, I, I have my email address s at comcast net. So you can email me anytime. It's also on the school committee page on the Attleboro Public Schools, so you can email me direct, or you can call me at 774-991-1365. I get back to folks. That is always a promise. You know, you might not hear from me within the first five minutes, but you will hear from me. Um, So yeah, by all means, uh, call me, ask me anything you want. If there's a way I can be helpful, then I will do it. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for this time, Dom. I've really appreciated it. And I appreciate the last six years uh, as being the Ward 6 rep. I don't take that for granted, uh-huh. um, and I hope I get another two years to, to show what I can do. Well, good luck to you, Scott. And, Thank uh, you. So uh, we definitely, uh, you know, uh, if, um, if, very, if, if, uh, um, if and when uh, uh, successful, I uh, want to invite you back to the studio and uh, thank the constituents and the voters out there. I would love to do that, and maybe we can play some tunes. I think that's a great idea. I know that. That's yeah, for sure. I love the music on the show, Dom. Oh, thanks so much. All right. Yes, he is representing Ward 6 on the school committee, and he would like your vote uh, November the 7th, or if you uh, have not mailed those ballots in yet, folks, you still have some time. As I said, uh, representing Ward 3 on the school committee tomorrow, a newcomer, uh, Aaron Bennett, is going to join us uh, during our third hour. Until then, folks, have yourself a wonderful Thursday. We'll catch you back tomorrow, beginning at 6.